Uh, I was thinking this week of what, what it is that we, we should talk about. Before I tell you what we talk about today, uh, I want to start off with uh, a little illustration that when I was a young boy and my mom would be cooking, and I can still see that galley kitchen, and it is real small, and some of you know those little houses. This was back in Indiana, and uh, I, I remember my mom, uh, she was cooking, and what I recall was uh, she took potatoes and she sliced bacon, put them in a big iron skillet, and she took some bacon grease. I don't know how old the bacon grease was. I think it's one of those things, the older it is, the better it tastes. I don't know, could be. And then she put a little onion in it, and I mean, it was smelling good, folks. A little salt, a little pepper. And so I remember I was hungry, you know, and I, I wore husky uh, jeans, I guess you could say. You know, I, I was a little, little husky myself, kind of like right now. And so uh, I went and I, I said, Mom, I said, when is dinner going to be ready? And she said, well, you got to you got to be patient. I've got to cook everything. You know, you got to give it some time. And I said, well, I'm hungry. She said, well, go away and I'll call you when it's ready. And of course, a minute later, I came back because, you know, when you're hungry, it's kind of like dog years. It's it's more than just a minute. It's like an hour. I came back, said, hey, is dinner ready yet? You know, I was hungry. And she said, I told you, I will call you when dinner is ready. And so I went away again. So I lasted probably another two minutes, which was dog years, two hours, came back and uh, said, are we, uh, is it ready, mom? Uh, you know, we're hungry. And she said, I, well, no, she said, Jeffrey, whenever she says Jeffrey, there, there, it's an issue. She said, Jeffrey, I don't want you to come back here and ask me, is dinner ready? I will call you. She's from, if you come back and you ask me again, I will knock you into next week. Now, she's from Alabama. They had some sayings that probably are not politically correct. But they were very effective. I did not come back and ask until I, because I, I knew when I heard the word Jeffrey, I knew that I was going to have to be patient and wait for dinner to be ready. In spite of how good everything smelled, it just wasn't ready yet. And it was going to taste so much better when everything was fully cooked. I couldn't grasp that concept as a 10 year old. It just wasn't going to happen. So I said all that to say this I have seen so many people. This week, who have done so many great things. They've been passing out water, offering water for people that did not have water. Uh, people coming over to other people's houses uh, that had generators and heaters to stay warm. Uh, people and, and restaurants delivering food uh, for free. And, and for anyone who could come and pick up supplies, uh, it, it was amazing. Uh, we have a grocery store down here called HEB that... Uh, ended up just giving a, a lot of food away to people. And it, it's been a wonderful time to see the goodness and the generosity from people's hearts. But then there are some that really just kind of surprised me. Uh, they are yelling and screaming at the utility workers as they're hooking up electricity lines. And and there there are a few people who are taking their frustrations out on the poor people working at the grocery store at HEB. These, these people who risk their lives on ice and snow to go to the place of work so that people could have something to eat, and yet there's a select few that are so impatient and just taking all that. And I, and I thought, 
this would probably be a good time to tell them what my mom told me. You need to quit complaining or I'm going to knock you in the next week. But I am kidding. I, I would not do that, of course. And of course, I personally don't, I didn't want to be knocked into next week because I had a, a spelling test. So I, you know, I stayed away. Maybe if we had some more mamas like my mama in the world, there'd be a little less trouble going on. But that's another point. So today, it's been on my heart this week to share with you about patience. Don't turn off the live stream. Patience. Everyone say patience. Yes. I love to kid my wife. She said, oh, I just don't have patience. I said, well, that's because you're not a doctor. And she just rolls her eyes. But patience. And I want to talk about why patience is is better to have. Many of us are very impatient. Very impatient. And and depending on the translation that you use, I, I have found 50 references that are made about patience found in the Bible. That's one for Pretty much one for every week. And God's trying to tell us something that we need some patience. A lot of you need patience at work, don't you? A lot of you had to have patience while you were stuck in your home because you couldn't get out. It didn't give us a choice, did it? Or maybe it's a family member that we haven't been patient with. Or maybe you have a child that's away from God and and you feel impatient about it. Maybe it's a spouse. Maybe it's about making decisions and you've and you just feel like you're impatient. But I want to show you a scripture today from Proverbs. And it's found Proverbs 16 and 32. It says, better a patient person than a warrior. Now imagine that. Better. Everyone say better. That's a key word right there. Better a patient person than a warrior. One with self-control than one who takes a city. Wow. It's better for you and I to be patient than even to be a warrior of someone who could take an entire city. The Bible is trying to get something across to us that's, that we need to have some patience. Maybe there's something in your life that's testing your patience, like COVID or Snowvid, like we've had this week. Uh, maybe it's he or she won't do the right thing. Maybe it's that person won't apologize for the wrong they did you and you feel impatient about it. Or your boss doesn't recognize all of your many talents. And you think, why do I put up with this? We begin to feel impatient. But I want to share with you a scripture in the New Testament as well that talks about this. And it's found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 14. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 14. And we urge you, brothers and sisters. Now he's talking to the saints. And this is what he's going to say. Warn those who are idle or that are disruptive. Give them a warning. Encourage the timid. And he says to... Help the weak. But notice what he says next. Be what? Patient. Be patient with who? Everyone. That pretty much covers the entire. And be patient with everyone. So the New Testament 
and the Old Testament declares that there's something powerful about being patient. Why is being patient better? And that's what I want to talk about. And this is the first thing that if you want to take notes, you can jot this down. Actually, a patient person can help heal a broken relationship. A patient person. Some of you that are in the audience today that that were on the praise team, you're shaking your head. Yes, a patient person can help heal a broken relationship. Let me share you a scripture to back this up. Proverbs chapter 15 and verse 18. Notice this. A hot-tempered man stirs up what? Conflict. It does. But a patient man, a patient man calms a quarrel. Let's, let's, let's get this in our head. A hot-tempered man stirs up conflict. You know, you've seen people like that. Have you ever noticed? They can just, they're hot-tempered. They can just stir up all kinds of stuff. But a patient person, they actually can calm a quarrel. I was thinking about in, in reading at the first of the year in, in Genesis, at the story of Joseph. And I, I don't know about you, but I love, I love the story. Of course, I didn't live it. And I'm sure it would be different if I lived the Joseph story. But I love reading about his life. And Joseph uh, had to be patient. You think about his life, and let's talk about it. He was given a coat by his father. It was like a majestic coat. It was the coat of many colors. Uh, His brothers just did not appreciate the coat that he was given. They were from a different stripe. And his brothers were extremely jealous of Joseph. He, Joseph didn't act like them. He didn't dress like them. He actually tattled on them when you read in the Bible. He had dreams about them, how they were all going to bow down and worship him. And he was just young enough to, and I don't want to use the word dumb enough, but he didn't use a lot of wisdom in telling his family that they were going to bow down and worship him in his dreams. And he shared it. With his family, of course, they rejected it. His brothers ended up betraying him. They sold him into slavery. He then was falsely accused of something he didn't do, thrown in prison for something he didn't do, and ended up in prison. And this span was a span of 13 years of his life when all of this happened until he was secondly came in. And of course, you know the story. It actually did happen where his family came and they actually did bow down before him as second in command. But I want you to notice in his story that Joseph was patient. He's, he's using this Proverbs 15 scripture. A patient man calms a quarrel between the families. He was patient and he forgave them. And he restored the relationship. That's why we can say a patient person can heal a broken relationship. And he, he ends up saying what the enemy meant for evil, God meant for good. And I know that that's what's going to happen in many of our lives this week, and especially in the central Texas area, maybe Texas in general, where we, we've had this week of weather. What, what could have meant to be so evil, God can turn it into something good. In fact, the Bible says give thanks in, not for all circumstances. We don't have to be thankful for the cold weather, 
but be thankful in it. And, I, and it, my wife and I, all this week, we've been saying, well, thank, thank the Lord we have electricity. We may not have water, but we have electricity. We do have something to be thankful for. One side note um, that I, I, I would have, Elder T.F. Tenney once say, he said, if the brothers would have bought into Joseph's dream, Egypt would have been coming to Cana for corn and not the other way around. So it's, it's something that maybe we can all learn from. And this being patient thing, I'm, I'm telling you, there's something about it that is so powerful that will help us to live overcoming lives. Proverbs 25 and 15. Through what? Everybody say patience. There's that word again. Through patience. A ruler can be persuaded. That's powerful right there. Through patience, God can change and heal a broken relationship. And what I love, when we can't see what God is doing, God is building up something for us. In our purpose. We can't see it at the moment. I can't see it when we don't have water. We, we can't see it when our homes are cold. We, and, and there's no electricity. But I'm here to tell you that God can work through this if we can be patient. Here's the, the second thing I want to share with you. A patient person gives God time to work. A patient person gives God time to work. Psalm 27 and verse 14. It says this, wait for the Lord. Patient, wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Why is this important? Because Jesus did not give up on people. He was patient and he gave God time to work in individuals' lives. He didn't write off the woman at the well, did he? He didn't just write her off because she was immoral. But he was patient with her. And ended up, she went and told people where she was from in the city. All about this man called Jesus. And was a testimony. He didn't blackball the tax collector, Zacchaeus, because of his sins. But he loved him, went to his house. He was patient with him. Jesus was patient with Peter, even after he denied him, not once or twice, but three times. He was patient. A patient person gives God time to work. Jesus loved, he forgave, and he waited for the work. He who began a good work is faithful to complete it. Over time, God changed every one of these lives and they became powerful individuals for the kingdom. Some of you know our, our story. I want to share it. Uh, a lot of you do not know it. I, w- my wife and I, and we had one child at the time, Carly, and she's probably three and a half years old and going on four. We, we left a, a church and We'd been music pastors there for a long time, almost 13 years. And we, we knew that it was, it was just time to go. And uh, we didn't know. It, it kind of felt like Abraham. 
You know, I don't know where I'm going, but I'm on my way. And it's kind of like what happened in Abraham. Abraham didn't know where he was going. God said, I'll show you when you get there. And so we were like, okay, we're going we're gonna to walk on the water. We're going to trust God, and we're going to see what, what he does for us. And we were going, and, and we were trying out at different churches, uh, some uh, music positions that were open, and uh, we just didn't feel, you know, some. And we went to some places, and they give you a, a small little offering, maybe another church, give you a larger one. And I'll be honest, financially, we were struggling. And it was a it was a hard time financially. We we were we were getting down to bare bones. Um, and it when you have a family and you have a child, it, it becomes very concerning as as a man. And then lo and behold, there was this position open in Dallas area. And you can ask my wife. Uh, the total package was a six figure job. And I, I like, I want that ministry. I want it bad. <laughs> just, the whole package was awesome. We, we thought, that, okay, financially this would get us on our feet. That this would be good for us. Uh, it, starting all over again. And I, I was going to go. And, I, and I, I remember praying to the Lord. And I remember the house that I was in at that time. And I, and I said, God, I am going to Dallas Unless you just absolutely stop me, I'm on my way. Talk about impatient. It's like, wow. That's pretty bold in the face of God. Be careful how you pray. And just, just let me just say that. Be careful how you pray. And then uh, I, at that age in my life, uh, I was able to sleep. Once I went to sleep, I could sleep all the way through. I don't do that anymore. I get up two and three times a night. But back then... I could sleep all the way through. So it was very upset if I woke up in the middle of the night. And I remember it was 2.30 in the morning. The Lord woke me up out of bed. I sat straight up. And I heard the word Dallas. And I saw this hand, this big hand come. And he did this. And he said, Dallas. In other words, it is not my will. I, you prayed, stop me. And that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm stopping you from going. And to be honest... I was a little discouraged. I was like, oh, man, this would have been so good for us. God, what, do you even know what you're doing? You know how you get frustrated and you talk to God? And then he says something like, where were you when I formed whirlwinds and the, the oceans and the seas? And the, Anyway, it's kind of belittling. And I, I, re, I remember we weren't supposed to go. But then being patient. And letting God direct our steps. It led us to Round Rock. And I, I, I remember how going to college, I, I knew that I, I went halfway through college a, as a music major. And then the second part of college, I ended up actually graduating in theology because I felt my call to the ministry. And what was interesting is that the first half of my ministry life dealt in music. And then what matched that was being a pastor for the second half of my life. And God brought us into this area. And, and it's nothing on, because of us, but we were winning our neighbors to Christ. We, we were bringing people in our neighborhoods to church. And God was using us. We've been 
so blessed to, to counsel with people and, and uh, marriages have actually survived, not because of us, but because God gave us the wisdom and uh, so many people's lives have, have been affected because we chose to be patient and not take the easy way. And, you know, looking back, God may have been saving us from something that, that we, don't, we didn't even know that would have been in the Dallas area. Uh, I, I don't know. But I know that when I trust him and, and if I can just be patient. God, I got to give him time to do the work. And he's brought us here to this point where we are at right now. And we started this work. And I always, always uh, kind of kid around. I said, I said, we started with my Bible and we started with this keyboard right here. That, that's an old keyboard and I won't get rid of it. Miles. Because it's, it's been with us many, many, many miles. And God has brought us to this point. And I have to give him all the glory. I can't take any of it. Because what could have been set up for bad, God has turned into something good. How? You've got to be patient. Now, I, I wasn't very patient back then. I was like, not patient at all. I'm going to Dallas, God. Can you imagine telling God what you're going to do? I'm, I'm glad he laughs at us sometimes. Let me share a scripture with you. Romans 8 and 25. But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it how? Patiently. If we hope for what we do not yet have, we didn't have this building. We didn't have... A, a beautiful congregation that that loves the Lord. If we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it. How? Patiently. And you're going to have to adapt that into your life as well. So we see here that God helps heal broken. We need relationships if we're patient. If we're patient, we need to give God time to do his work. And here's the last thing I want to share with you because I think this one's the most important. Patient, patience is actually better because God is patient with you. Can I get a good amen, somebody? God is patient with you. I know he was with me and I know he is with you. Second Peter chapter 3, 8 and 9. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. And, and some of you, you that's, that's the line that you need as well. I, I want you to look at that again. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. See, I didn't understand that as a young man. I'm, I'm going to Dallas. What? I can't go. He's not slow in keeping his promise. God, God had direction. God had purpose in my life. I just, let's read on. He is patient with you. Not wanting anyone to perish, everyone to come 
into repentance. God is patient with you. When I think about the song we used to sing. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he has done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah, praise God for saving me. He was patient. God was patient with me as a young man. When I looked in his face and said, I'm going unless you stop me. He was patient with me then. And you know, some of you ran from God for years and years and years. But God was patient with you and loved you in spite, just like I was. I want to do it my own way. And yet God was patient. And I find it very interesting for people that have been serving God and and are are very... um, old in in years and 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 I find some that have have had this scripture in their heart and and they're so loving and so they're so kind and forgiving but yet there's there's some who have been serving God for years and they get this attitude and you can't get an attitude as as you begin uh, to just get years in the Lord and 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 loving him and growing in him you, you still have, God was patient with you. I, I remember when, when another story, my, my father was, he was one of those old time Pentecostal preachers. And back in the day, we used to have something called testimony service. Well, in the testimony service, that's in the service when somebody could just randomly stand up. Who, who wants to give praise to God? And we would, you get all kinds of testimonies. And that's why they don't do it anymore because it was too risky. But back in those days, there, were, there was something called the hippie movement. Some of you might remember uh, in the 60s, uh, early 70s, possibly. And there, there were this, this one couple that came up, and I'll never forget. They came up, uh, they, they wanted to share their testimony, and my father allowed them to do it. And they started telling how they were on drugs, they were uh, addicted to alcohol, and how it, it looked like it was the end for them. But blankety blank, God got a hold of my heart and saved me and used bad language right in the middle of church. And I remember some people that laughed, other people, I was like, I heard those words in church before. And then there was other people who, who actually got really upset. And, and, and I, I, I think about it now and I think, well, you know what? The bottom line is they were new believers. You weren't perfect either when you first got saved. And you may have done some of the same things, right? And so how, how is it that we want to play judge and play God and, and get all mad just because somebody who was new in Christ was excited and, and hadn't really tamed the tongue? When you can't tame yours either. So I, I, I think it's so important for all of us, no matter... How many years we've been serving God, if we're new to Christ or if if we've been serving him for a lifetime, he was patient with us. We need to be patient with others. Some of you need 
to come to God. Some of you need to repent and say, God, you know, I I realize I haven't been a very patient person. I'm just going to just lay it all down. Do you know that even in Psalm 23, there's a line that says this. He makes me lie down in green pasture. Amen. Sometimes he makes us be patient. Some of you say, I'll amen that, brother. I was patient this week. I didn't have a chance or a choice. Yeah, he makes us at times to lie down in green pastures. What is he saying? He makes us rest. We don't always like to do that because it's not not always in our nature. But James said, let patience finish its work, that perfect work that is going on in you. So today, it is my prayer that we as believers, especially as believers, that we're patient with other people. Why? Because God was patient with us. Be patient with those at work or your loved ones. let, Let God give him time to work and heal that broken relationship. And be patient because God was patient with you. I thought there was like perfect timing for this message after this week. Better a patient person than a warrior. Better a patient person. So today, my prayer is that you would give God your heart. Maybe you've never never given your life to Christ. I want to encourage you to, to give your life to Jesus today. It'll be the best decision you've ever made in your life. There's nothing in the world like saying, I'm saved and I know that I am. Nothing like it. Because we didn't save ourselves. He did. He was patient. While he was on the cross, we were on his mind. He was doing it. The Bible says, for the joy that awaited him him he endured the cross we were the joy that awaited him he was dying for us he loved us that's what the scripture's saying there so i want to encourage you to give your life to christ maybe you've never really given a hundred percent of yourself maybe you're struggling with patience that flavor of the fruit of the spirit that so, so many struggle on. But I want to encourage you to be patient. God is patient with you. Give, give God time to work in that individual. Would you pray with me today? Father, in the name of Jesus, so many people today that churches that have really struggled this week and, and we pray for churches, we pray for businesses, we pray for families, God, that have been struggling, uh, no heat, electricity, no water, no business, uh, workers couldn't come. Lord, first of all, I just let, let the comfort of your Holy Spirit just soothe us right now. Let a, the peace of God come upon us right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are the Prince of Peace. You are Jehovah Shalom. You are the Prince of Peace. 
So we speak right now, Lord, comfort, peace, and the strength of God be with our communities and our state. Lord, and and give officials the wisdom that they need to help people get back on their feet again.